Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Jomo Media. This week's guest hails to us from Owen Sound, Ontario. Driver the number 69 Oscar Modified, APC Series Late Model, and Outlaw Midget, it's Wally Wilson. We're going to discuss how he got into racing, his racing background, and much, much more. Sit back, enjoy, and let's go racing. All right, guys, tonight we have Wally Wilson uh, joining us. Wally, how are you doing today? Pretty good, man. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, so uh, I haven't really heard about you much until uh, last year with uh, Gary Elliott uh, after you bought his cars. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I live in Own Sound. Uh, pretty much just race and I race and that's, that's about it. I don't really do much else. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So uh, how did you get into racing? Um, I started in go-karts when I was seven, like raced at Herbsville Cartways for a few years and then moved on to another track called Goodwood and then okay. jumped into the midgets five years ago. And then I've been in modifieds and late models since. Nice. So, yeah. uh, speaking of that, so, uh, tell us about, like, so obviously racing go-karts, that, that could be a lot of fun. So whereabouts was the, uh, the first, um, the first place you raced. Like, like tell uh, us about it. Tell, tell us about your first year of racing. What was it like? I was pretty good. Um, we it's over by like Waterloo. Okay. So we're over there for, I think it was about ten years that I raced there. Yep. And then uh, just the first year, we pretty much just was learning and like wasn't too fast, but I was pretty much just more focused on having fun and racing and then. Uh, I think I got a couple wins back then. I I don't really remember them to be honest. It's been so long. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So, what made you go from karting then into midgets? Um, well, my dad used to race street stocks at Sobel like twenty years ago or something. Okay. So he was always kind of wanting me to get into like that kind of like series kind of thing. Mm-hmm. run the ovals um and basically the midgets were pretty well the closest thing to the uh go-kart okay nice so, uh we were looking like originally we were thinking a can-am midget but my dad found the hurricane midgets which became the oscar midgets and then we're now they're the outlaw midgets yeah so uh basically they're just they're not as fast they're not suspension cars but like they're still they're still quick like they put late like limited late model time down yeah sunset and all that like they're they're fun so it's been it's been a good run with them i guess <laughs> and then you jumped into the modifieds how has that been that is a that was a huge jump it's been it's been uh very difficult i guess you could say yeah uh, it certainly doesn't drive like a midget or a go-kart <laughs> or anything. No, I can um, only imagine. Yeah, like starting to get the hang of it now. Like the couple races we did at Sunset this year, I did fairly good. Like got two top tens. Yep. So it's definitely been challenging, and but I think next year will be good, hopefully. That's good. Uh, and then yeah. so on top of also the Oscar Modified, you also have a – late model 
Yeah. Um, last How's year, we, it was pretty good. Uh, fuck. We, um, it's been a lot more difficult in the modified. Everyone's a lot quicker in the pro lates because yeah. obviously it's some, one of the top divisions in Ontario, no matter where you go. Like the APC guys are insanely fast. Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a lot different, especially racing with fenders. That's, it's a, That's whole, a whole other animal. Yeah. 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 At least like the modified, you don't, if you touch someone, you're pretty well done for the race. And then the late model, you touch someone, you can keep racing basically. Yeah. You can lean on them a little bit more with the late model than you can with the, with the modified. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's fun. Um, so, uh, uh, who, so uh, going on through all this, you, you spoke of your dad there real quickly. Who's your racing idol? Oh, um, my, like all time idol, I'd say probably Jeff Gordon, but like locally I'd probably have to give it to Gary Elliott. Obviously he's been around for pretty much ever. Yeah. So that's, was definitely pretty cool racing with him for a few years before he moved back out east. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine there. He's a, yeah. he's a real nice guy. Yeah. He's definitely one of the best people around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I used to uh, I used to work with David Elliott. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was on their crew. So working alongside Gary and David was a, <laughs> was a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're always fun to be around. So you definitely learn a lot with them too. Yeah, you do. Um, so... <laughs> Let's talk about your 2020 season there. You kind of, obviously, with uh, COVID happening, it kind of wrecked everyone's plans for up here. What were your goals yeah. going into 2020 uh, in terms of your racing plans before COVID uh, hit? The goal was basically just get as much seat time as possible, like improve more. Like, obviously, we were going to go full-time with the Modified and then do uh, – the original plan was we were going to race at Flamborough for the Pro Late when we weren't racing the modified and then of course that fell through with covid but uh basically the goal was just to keep improving and like learn the cars and obviously become a better driver and all that stuff <laughs> yeah for sure which uh i watched a lot of them either while you were at the track at flamborough when i got to go and be there with the cvms or as well watching on geforce tv i did see a lot you, you you competed as well as you could and yeah. I, I could see like you you made gains throughout the year. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's really just it's all about seat time and those things really. Like mm -hmm. I've like I've been only been racing a full size car for about five years now, right? Like it's yeah. Obviously there's there's some people who get it like right away, but sometimes it just takes a couple years more than the others, but <laughs> Yep. And it's all seat, a lot of it's seat time and understanding exactly how your car is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, that's where the iRacing stuff comes in handy. Like you can kind of like learn more so like how the car is going to handle the corner. You kind of learn adjustments that you can make and all that stuff. I mean, it's obviously it's not real life, but it's. It gives still... you that hand-eye coordination and gives you a sense of uh, uh, hitting your marks. It helps with hitting your marks yeah. really. Yeah, like I've noticed even like on iRacing, I'm smooth with my lap times. Like I don't fall off very much. I don't really like pick up much. Like I'm always genuinely the same lap times. It's kind of the same in real life. Like I consider myself fairly smooth, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, and it helps, right? It's it's a start. Yeah, exactly. That's you got to be smooth and fast, really. So. Yeah, exactly. Especially at a tight track, even like Sobble there, like that's – 
one small mistake and you you it could end your night yeah uh learned that a couple uh, a little bit kind of got doored a few times there yeah when we ran that apc race but that's it's a one-lane track so there's not really much else you can do right yeah exactly so <laughs> so speaking of the i racing i believe you said you're going to try to get into a big race is that correct uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do the, I think it's the All-American 400. So it's going to be at the Nashville Speedway on iRacing, okay. which is nice they finally included that. It's it's going to be a big, super late model race, but not 100% sure if I'm going to be able to do it because uh, more so just time. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's a race you have to put a setup in, and a lot of the guys running it are really good on iRacing and have a lot of time on it and stuff. So they yeah. put setups in, but I haven't really been on very much lately. So it's kind of taken away from that a little bit, but hopefully. Hopefully you make, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that you, you end up making it. It would be great to watch a Canadian in it. That's for sure. Yeah. So when you're, so let's talk about, so kind of we're in the off season now. So what are your, some of your off season goals? Uh, off season goals really is just pretty much tear the cars apart uh work on them improve them and then obviously try and keep myself like i guess racing somehow whether it's going go-karting with friends or just i racing like kind of keep so you're still able to have that hand-eye coordination up and all that stuff yeah for sure yeah so so obviously the i racing helps out a lot eh yeah i've I find it does at least. I mean, obviously some people it's just a video game, but others take it a lot seriously. Yeah. That's like, I obviously like some, depending upon what race it is. Like if you're just racing with friends, you just kind of mess around and it's like a game, but if you're doing like, like a serious race, that has like an actual payout and everything. You're going to take it more serious. Yeah, for sure. So it's hit or miss really. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of off season go-karting, where's your favorite place to go there then? Uh, I usually go to K1, okay, which is down in Toronto. But yeah, uh, I know a lot of my friends go to Hamilton and uh, Formula Cartways, so it's usually one of those three. Yeah, well, I guess when you're up in uh, Owen oh, Sound, it is a little harder to make a trek all the way down this way, like especially to Hamilton, eh? Yeah, Hamilton's like three hours, I think, and then yeah, even Toronto, like yeah, it depends what time of day really. Like you could go, if you go at lunchtime. Obviously, you're gonna be probably three or four hours drive Yeah, for sure so. yeah, I, I typically like going to uh 401 mini indy down here in toronto that's to me that's a lot of fun i've never actually been there i always drive by it and i'm like huh i should go there sometime and just never have because i always have something to do when i drive by it yeah so i've uh i've, I've gone there i went there a couple times uh in the past few years and that is those i find those carts i actually prefer those carts over k1 speed I've heard that actually. It is very tight. It is very short track, but I, I find it is actually a. Uh, you can actually, if you go with good a uh, good amount of friends, yeah, you have. So, it, it almost feels like they're just racing go karts with, um, the added protection. That's that what it sense. feels like to me. Yeah. But no, that that is a great place to go. They used to. Uh, I'm not sure what they do now, but back uh, before COVID, they had thirty dollar all you can drive Wednesday nights. Oh really? Oh I yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all you can drive Wednesday nights from five to eleven or something like that or six to eleven. And oh wow, that's 
it's a long time. Yeah, all you can drive like that. I'd I'd be I'd be there at six. We get a bunch of guys go down. We'd race till like ten or so, and then everyone else would head home. I had the shortest drive out of, out of everyone, so. So you probably stayed the latest then. Right? I always stayed the latest. It was always fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I get I'd be there first too, so I'd get up, end up getting a couple uh, uh, a few practice sessions in before they all showed up, and we started doing our little racing deal. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> after all that, so what are your plans going into 2021 and what are your goals? Uh, plans. We're not hundred percent sure right now. I'm thinking we're probably going to do the modified full time and uh, we might run sunset or Flamborough for the pro late. And then obviously we still have the midgets. So we might run a couple of races with them, hopefully. Nice. But, um, as for goals, it's pretty much the same as this year. Just take as much time as possible and learn and, get better and hopefully get the finishes yeah are you are you hoping to hit up like sobble or obviously because that's the closest track for you for practice days and just laying down as many laps as you can yeah like uh this year before the season even started we took both we took the modified and the pro laid out to sobble and we just put down like countless laps i think we probably put down 300 400 laps in the day and we only had the track we only had the track for a few hours like we weren't we didn't rent it obviously for yeah. too too long, but like we still got we got I don't even know how many laps, too many. It's too many <laughs> <to> count. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with too many laps when you're trying to figure out a car. Yeah, exactly. Like especially uh not uh, I ran the automatic modified for four years, I think. And then this yep. year this year finally got into the standards, which were Gary's cars. Yeah. And is it's, it's it's not really too different when you're actually like out on track, but like just getting going and all that stuff. It's a big difference. So it's more getting used to that. And then on top of obviously the cars being different than what I was used to being yeah. like the modifieds a lot newer than the one I was racing. Yep. And uh, the pro late obviously is just completely different. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like <laughs> the pro lates are a completely different animal, especially from now from like five years ago when I was working on them. Yeah they it's never any progress with them really like you look at guys like brandon watson or joe lawrence they like see how far they've come in the last even five years and now that everybody's within i think five tenths now yeah on, like and that's on a bad race for the like last place guys they're only five tenths off like that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah the 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 talent and the skill level of each and every single driver now especially in the apc's years where it shows it off the best is now so much tighter than it was when it really started. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, it's, it's great to see, but obviously when you're the, the odd guy looking out, that's just a rookie that decides, Oh, it's a good idea to hop in this race (laughs) off the pace. And you're like, Oh, that sucks. But I mean, really that's only the best way to learn with other cars. Like you got to get out there and race. Yeah. All you got to do is just stay out of the way. Really? Like you don't, obviously don't ruin the race for the lead or anything but go out there and learn follow cars yep and the and definitely with uh with something like that you you just can't see time a good spotter comes in handy especially with how quick those late models come out come at you yeah that's true definitely definitely a good spotter so we're gonna slide on down into our fan question time where fans submit their questions for our guests to answer are you ready Oh, I guess so. All right. The first <laughs> one is from someone you actually know. Actually, all these are people that you know, so this is a good one. 
So the first one is who is your favorite driver? There's two parts. I'm going to give you the name of the person after the second question. Okay. See if you can uh, figure it out. Favorite driver. Is this, is, would this be like an Ontario kind of driver? Yes. Or this, ah, current driver, I'm assuming. Yes. I, I don't know. That's hard to say. I got, I got a few. Um, depends what division we're talking, really. Well, the driver that this one is, the, the driver that this one is in is in late models. Oh, uh, I, I mean, in late models, I'd probably say J.R. Fitzpatrick, but yep. knowing who this question probably is, that's probably not the right answer. All right, so this leads us into the second part of the question then. Have you fixed the <laughs> nose on the late model yet? Oh, we're working <laughs> on it. We're working on it. It's a little high. Yeah. As yeah. you can guess, it was J.R. Fitzpatrick who probably gave you oh, that question. It? it was actually J.R. Fitzpatrick, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh, submit, he submitted that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, it, it, excluding JR then, uh, who is your favorite overall driver then? Overall so Now you don't driver? have to be biased. No, it's... Uh, <laughs> to watch, I'd probably, I'd probably say Colton, like Colton Everingham, honestly, just because it doesn't matter what you put him in. Like, he's, he's always seems to find a way to put it up to the front. Like, obviously, we put him in on my one modified, but... Yep. Like, like you look at him in a super stock, he would, he was in that wreck at Flamborough and he still drove the wheels off it. And like, he was putting down times fairly quick, like didn't really fall off much with pretty much missing the whole body. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Colton uh, is a, is a, is a wheel man. That's for sure. He knows how to put it down even after uh, encountering troubles like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so our second question then is, is why do you get lapped? And that was submitted by Cameron Thompson. Oh, and he well, wanted me to know, he wanted me to tell you that it was him. He wanted to make sure that you knew that it was him. Well, you know, it's probably because he gives me that blue flag at Flamborough all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, if for our listeners who don't know, Cameron Thompson is a up-and-coming flag man who has flagged a lot of the races at Flamborough this year and also did the modified race at Jucasa, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he did that. I, if I remember correctly, I thought I saw that. I think, um, yeah, I think he did the last one. Yeah. Or both. He might have done both. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you seem to be the punchline of a lot of people's uh, on, on social media there, so Cameron definitely had to chime in there, eh? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> and you take it with such stride. Well. <laughs> yeah it's really all you can do is just laugh it off exactly so moving on to our third question is how does it feel to have such big fo- big shoes to fill having gary elliott's old cars uh it's definitely definitely makes it a little more difficult because you know the cars are obviously used to being up front like the modified he put up he was usually top five pretty well every week yeah and the pro late he he's always been good in the late models so it's just it's definitely it's definitely makes it more uh difficult yeah so actually speaking of that speaking of gary elliott then how did you end up uh getting into like uh acquiring those cars from him um honestly my dad and him just started talking one day and i think with him having to move, it didn't make sense for him to bring the cars over. So 
the more my dad and him talked, we ended up getting, originally we were just going to buy the modified and then um, they, my dad started thinking about it. And then uh, one day, I guess, just decided, oh, we're going to go prolate racing and see how that goes. And then <laughs> we ended up with both in a trailer. So, <laughs> Hey, nothing wrong with that. No, I'm, I'm not complaining, of course. <laughs> so our next question now falls from RB underscore Nate on Instagram. And he goes, who is the best crew chief you know? Oh, that would have to be him, I'd say. <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he's helped out with a, a lot of my racing. Like, we used to race go-karts together back in, like, Herbsville and then Goodwood. And then once I got into midgets, he started – working for a bunch of other like sports car teams and he's helped out Norm Benning a few times. He's done like a lot with just a bunch of different teams. So he's, it's definitely always good when he comes to the track cause he definitely knows his stuff. Nice. So it's definitely been a big help. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. And then the next question is actually submitted by him as well. Oh boy. Would you, <laughs> would you rather fight 100 duck sized Nates or one <laughs> Nate sized duck? I, I, I would have to go with 100 duck-sized Nates. <laughs> and why? Just so that we can clear this up here. Because I read this. I <laughs> I almost messaged him. Like, what is the context behind this and why? Like, it, <laughs> he, he has no context. It's just with him, it's just he thinks something and he'll just, he'll just say it. He'll just ask it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Actually, that was I, – I, like I said, I was at work and I read that. I'm like – Oh, that's way too funny. I'm not passing up that one. That is a good question to ask. Uh, and also, by the way, the Gary Elliott old cars, is um, uh, the big shoes for Gary Elliott's old cars, that was submitted by Chris Pendleberry, who was actually our guest last week on the show. So I thank him for uh, – I thank all of our guests for – all of our um, fans here submitting in questions, and I hope, uh, hope you guys enjoy the answers for them. All right, so – uh, is there any special thanks and sponsors that you want to thank for to make it the, that major year special this year? Uh, I definitely have to thank, obviously, my parents, like my mom and my dad, my sister. Um, definitely got to thank the Fireplace and Patio Shop, HaveOne.com. And um, that, that's it for sponsors, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, we got, like, the people that helped me this year. We had Colton come and help. We had... Uh, Nate, obviously, we had uh, Lloyd, Brody. Uh, there's a bunch of other people I'm forgetting, but it's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, we want. Uh, so, actually, speaking of which, are you guys are you working on any sponsor deals for next year? Uh we're uh, we're trying to get a bunch of sponsors. Uh, not really for like the team in general, but each car. So, like if. The Prolate, obviously, we want sponsors for that. We want sponsors for the Modified. Midgets, we obviously want sponsors for because, you know, like every little bit helps. Yeah, but, for sure. So. And how can uh, hopefully potential sponsors here get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a hold of me through email at wallywilsonracing at gmail.com or obviously through Facebook with our Wally Wilson Racing page. And uh, that's pretty much the best ways to get a hold of me. Sounds good. So hopefully, if any sponsors are looking for a uh, 
uh, up-and-comer driver here, definitely you want to take a look at Wally Wilson here. Well, Wally, this is going to end our end, end us for the for this week. I want to thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you. No problem. Thank you for having me on. For sure. We hope to uh, we hope to see you uh, in twenty twenty one. Hopefully, I can come out and get some more uh, slow mo videos of you and uh, take some pictures of you, which would be good. Sounds good. Hopefully, I can uh, get to a track. <laughs> when I'm not doing the CVM stuff, I'll try and make my way to a track that you're racing at to and grab some shots of you. Sounds good. All right, man. It was fun talking to you. We'll catch you later, all right? I'll catch you later. All right, bye now. See ya. All right, guys. Once again, that was Wally Wilson. We want to thank him for coming on. Look for him next season. It looks to continue making a name for himself in the Ontario racing scene as he continues to climb the ladder and he continues to improve and make gains as a driver and team. We wish him all the best and we look to have we look to catch up with him again real soon. Once again, my name is John Morrison, and just before we wrap this up, we want to thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you can find us, follow us, like us, subscribe us, let us know what you what you like and what may you may you not like about this show. I want all the feedback possible so that way we can make this show a spectacular show that will last quite a while our next guest up will be the driver of the number 19 young drivers canadian vintage modifieds it's mr john carley we look forward to having him on as we chat to him about his presidency with the club this past year and talk about everything canadian vintage modifieds we hope to have you back once again next Wednesday as this one drops and the following Wednesday when this uh, when Mr. Carly's episode drops. Once again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. We look to forward to all our guests coming up over the next few weeks. And we know we'll have some great conversations with them. So just before we let you guys go, we are going to do one more ad read for Jomo Media and Promotions. Alright guys, a little bit about Jomo Media and Promotions is that we provide race promotions for you and your team. We create a family-like atmosphere with the service that we provide. We want to make your race year a memorable one. If you want more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jomo Media. All right, guys, it's time for us to wrap up and head out. Once again, my name is John Morrison. Hope you guys tune in next week and the week after and the week after. We hope to be one of your most favorite podcasts here in Southern Ontario, Canada. Once again, my name is John Morrison. And for Jomo Media's promotions, we will all see you guys next time.